Maybe. It's hot. I hope everybody understands. Okay, How's fine. your mic position then? Because you got it. Yeah, it's all right. I, I mean, it sounds good. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can okay. see we've got our nice waveforms there. Um, nice. Let's leave that open, okay. I think. I'll do a little start right now. Welcome to the fourth episode of Comedy Guy with Louis Zazaran. And thank you very much for your, your really nice thoughts. Uh, people are saying things to me. I really like that. Um, yeah, it's cool. I don't know what I'm doing. And you saw with this last episode with Sander, even if it fucks up, it doesn't matter. And uh, it doesn't matter. You just put it out there. And here we are. We're in the Comedy Estonia office this afternoon. It's Friday afternoon. We've all had a long week, except my guest, who is the most relaxed motherfucker on the face of the planet. I've got Ikevald Runup in here, and I know that I haven't pronounced your name. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. Good to see you, man. Mm. Now, please pronounce your name correctly for me. Well, there are many ways of correct to say that. I, guess. <laughs> no, I mean, you could say in Estonian, it's Ikevald Runup. Mm -hmm. Now, if you Google me and try to find shit that I've done in the past... <laughs> Which you shouldn't, but since I've said it, then it's Kasparik Kavaldranap. Ah. So that's the official name. Now this is bum, bum, bum. This is exactly what I wanted to get in with you. So <laughs> I've gone. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come back to this name thing because it's super, super interesting. There's a uh, bunch of stuff. So yeah, but then, um, and then there's then there's uh, Ike or Ike Rand, which is my artist name. Right. So, so yeah, let's okay, let's go into it. Fuck it. So you okay? You're a, you're a singer songwriter. You're a musician, right? Uh, and one of the things you've had to do, as a lot of artists have to do, is choose a stage name, um, hmm. is choose a name, right? What, how are you going to be? For a lot of artists, it's simple. Just use your name, whatever it is. But sometimes there are reasons why you don't want to exactly use your proper birth certificate as told to by your mother name for a bunch of reasons. That could be, doesn't sound good, it's not catchy, uh, you want to be someone different. Maybe you're trying to be a little different, some than you. And my observation of you over the last few years is you've sort of, yeah, you've kind of tried a few or experimented to see. And I guess that's a mix of what works for the public and it's also got to work for you too. So you said your stage name right now is Ike Ran. Yeah. But I've seen Ike Run Up as well. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that... Um Okay, so first, it's mm -hmm. a very like simple <laughs> mathematical. Oh, okay, tell me, tell thing. me, what's the simple? So, Kasparika will run up is mm. twenty-one fucking letters. All right, okay. true, so, too long, too long. So that doesn't work, okay. right? So if you cut it down like like by like three times, then you get Ikran, which is seven letters, right? Okay. And now I'm I've been recently thinking about I just going wait, that's six letters. Oh, you two two ends. Two ends. Oh, yeah. two ends, of course. My bad. Sorry. Of course. He didn't just run somewhere. He, no. He ran. No. Ran. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. So, so there's yeah. seven. So, so seven. So seven. And uh, yeah. But in, in Estonia, of course, my family uh, name is known. So some promoters try to kind of, um, you know, get uh, more people because of that. How do you feel about that? I mean... I didn't choose my family name. I don't care. <laughs> you don't care? Because that's like, there's something still about how you want to present yourself. Like if I was going to go to a place and they suddenly wrote Lou Zezeran on the front, I'd be like, I don't mind, but what? Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I just want to play my music and, and you know, do it. And, mm. you know, they do their thing. You know, everyone does what they can and want to do in the best way. And I trust that, you know. Okay. So if they want to put run or want to put run up, you know, I don't care really. That is extremely interesting way of looking at it because 
for me and for Comedy Estonia, we take the opposite. No one's fucking with our logo. No one's fucking with our name, with our titles, with any of the things that we call stuff. And I got that from dealing with international artists and being told, here is your logo, here is the text, here is what I'm like, this poster's dog shit. We're trying to sell this comedian with this terrible poster you've given us. No, you will use this poster. I'm like, we will have less sales because this poster is dog shit. And they'll go, we don't care. That's what you're going to do. I mean, that really makes sense. And I guess I'm just also in the phase of, um, well, been playing in, in Estonia for 10 years now. Mm. And... Um, and now I live in Sweden, but I've also lived in London for some time. So I've been in this kind of discovery phase of kind of building the new thing. And that's what I'm kind of doing also now is for the last few years, I've been writing this uh, album I'll be putting out soon. So, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, and, and when you're in that kind of creative process, then, mm. you know, that process and the music and that's what's important to me. And I think if you, you know, if you fuss about everything that's going on in life and you're like, oh, shit, I can't do that. Or, <laughs> shit, then, you know, it just takes up so much space. And yeah, so that's my focus right now. I love it. Maybe, I don't know if it's just your thing. I don't know if stand-up comedians, we literally have nothing else but a microphone. So we have nothing else to stress over except what people call us. Or something like that. I like it. It's a very enlightened <laughs> philosophical view that you've got that right now you just want to do your stuff. You're trying to build your character. And look, hey, if that gets a couple of extra people in that they put run up those two letters, AP. Because that's now that's funny. That's, that's funny. Two yeah. extra yeah. letters that it's yeah. and they feel that the, the, the venue, the, the pub that you're at feels that putting those two extra characters on the end. <laughs> that's funny. I've never thought about it. It's actually two letters. Yeah. Right, because that's what I was about to get you on the next one. You said uh, seven characters, right? Seven, okay, seven, I love yeah. maths. Let's break it down. Seven characters. But if you were to keep your surname run up, yeah. uh, that's only nine. And now we can break it down as to what's good in Estonia and what's good internationally because yeah. I reckon they're both vastly different things. Completely. So yeah. we're already getting to the idea that run-up is both good that it connects with your family and there's some recognition there. Is there some part of you as an artist that also wants to do your own thing and not rest on that name or are you still just super chilled out about that? Mm, I mean, of course I want to do my own thing and that's, mm. that's why I'm also... I'm also in um, Stockholm and kind of pursuing this uh, um, kind of international path, you could say. And and there, there I use Ike or Ike Ran, mm. and then it's not relevant, you know. So, so in Estonia, you don't. It seems to be in Estonia, you don't mind so much because. And is that because Estonia is your home country, your beloved country, but it's not your focus of your career? It doesn't seem to be. It seems to be your goals and where you're going is beyond Estonia, which is cool. I love that. So yeah. is that why you're sort of, ah, Estonia, look, hey, it doesn't matter, right? Hey, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm really grateful for what I've learned in Estonia, what I've done here. I'm still doing a lot of gigs. My band is still from Estonia. And mm. I'm super grateful for all of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, my songs are in English. I write in English mainly. Uh, and um, that kind of says it because if you listen to what's going on in the, on the Estonian radios, I mean, I don't, <laughs> but, but I can imagine that the main um, people want to hear uh, music in a language they can understand. It's not like mm. 100% like that, but it's kind of like that. Oh, that makes sense. That uh, it's nice. There's some connection to it. I wonder so, I so often find myself 
thinking about that idea that I can live in Estonia. I mean, let's say it's been 12 years since I've arrived. Wow. Let's say I keep <laughs> on going. Let's say this keeps on going for a while and I'm here for more than half. Uh, I've been here for a long time. And let's say it keeps on going. Let's say it's 20 years. Let's say it's 25. Let's say it becomes even more than half my lifetime. About, oh, I don't know, mm. right? Let's go crazy. But I'll still never be Estonian. And that's mm. fine. I'm not like, oh, why don't I do that? No, I'm more like, because it's something about those first 15 years of your life, the the things you grow up with, the little things. I was at the, on the Independence Day, I went to the Dago, we're playing a concert in Nürnberg and it was raining as shit and I went along, mm. I was kind of going along, all right, supporting and... I was standing there in the rain. I was like, sure, no one was going to be there. I'm like, fuck, it's raining. Everyone's going home. They're not. There was loads of people there. There were so many people there. And I was standing around watching it. I watched about 30 minutes and I had to go. But because, because I can be here as long as I want, but they're not my songs. Mm-hmm. And I have other songs that I will connect with. And I get that. No matter what I do, no matter how far I stay here, they'll never be my songs. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. really have a conclusion of that thought yet. Like, how far can you go to integrate? How far can you go? And ah, oh, that's an interesting topic. Yeah, and I yeah, I get what you're saying with this first 15 years. Because I mean, I also was uh, from age one to seven. I grew up in California, mm. so so that is kind of left a mark in me. I also, I guess, with this kind of soul and funk thing, I really like doing, and you know, that's kind of a part of the scene there. Um, Do you remember those days? A bit, mm. a bit. I mean, you see these pictures of, you know, but yeah, I guess I remember the feeling of it, kind of. That's that's what I remember the most about it. That's interesting because a lot of art, I mean, if the art is coming from feeling, right, what you're trying to do. So it's left these deep imprints in you from back in the day, from zero to seven of, I don't know, good times, California, all these are things that we associate with. Uh, over there in America, in in particular in California, that somehow have crept into you and into your music, I guess. Do you think that that, how is that influencing you today? I mean, at some point I was looking at who are my favorite artists. And I'm like, okay, so Jimi Hendrix, Hmm. Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind & Fire, like newer guys are like Chili Peppers, you know. and and (laughs) Newer ones like the Chili Peppers. Here's a dude who listens to commercial radio. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, well, and and then I'm like, well, I mean, most of these are black guys, right? Mm-hmm. And you haven't seen that many black guys around, uh, you know, for some time in Estonia. So probably, you know, the roots are kind of in a different place for that. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I guess the cultural kind mm-hmm. of environment you're in, it always influences you in one way or another. Or maybe it was just the sunshine there, you know, that just kind of gave me a different vibe to it. So, yeah. It's good. I think you... Um, I like the way that you were... I'm going to come back to the California thing because I think that's interesting, those first few years and what that, that little bit because that means you, you've kind of spent some of, your, some of those years in Estonia and some outside of Estonia. Mm-hmm. And so you've got that mix in many ways. Maybe that's why people connect with your music because you are a bit of a bridge mm. that you've got this sunny, sunshine you know, <laughs> kind of thing, but then you're still speaking to them. Well, some, you know, at least you are an Estonian. As you said, your songs are English. And, mm-hmm. um, so there were those years. So there was zero to seven in California. It was one to seven. One to seven. I sorry. was born still in Estonia. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. one to seven in California. Yeah. And then was it straight back to Estonia after that? Yeah. So I came back. I finished my first grade there, and then I came directly to um, second grade. Well, my grandmother taught me to, um, you know, 
do the basic Estonian uh, in three months before attending the second grade. And then my parents were finishing their degrees there in US. So I was one mm -hmm. here alone when I was seven. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. From then on. Um, how was your Estonian back then? So you, when it you got into school, then ass, it was... <laughs> I got picked so much. On, like I was bullied so much because I was like, you know, this kind of weird sunshine kid mm -hmm. out of Estonia. I mean, I mean... Why is he happy? Tough. He's happy and he doesn't speak Estonian. Fuck him. I mean, I would definitely bully myself <laughs> uh, if, if, you know, if I'd be in that situation. <laughs> I'd probably like, I mean, this guy is weird. And then I have, uh, then I have my like uh, father being on uh, television naked and making love to a piano, and you know that <laughs> that doesn't help an eight-year-old kid <laughs> to integrate into school. So, okay, um, <laughs> let's go. Oh, we're crackling out. I hope we're that doesn't come cracking. through. Yep. Sorry, I, I think you need to take down the mic a little bit. Yeah, oh, okay. turn it That's up for our guitar mechanic. Sure, That's we'll why. turn we'll turn down the gain a little bit on that one there. Yes, sir. We'll add the compressors later. We'll do those things. Yes, sir. Um, because this is, first of all, this is me and I'm mostly a dummy about most, like, that's the thing. Like, I also miss all kind of little facts about Estonia. Like, for example, mm. I, I actually don't know who your father is. I just know he's a prominent musician. Mm -hmm. um, but tell us a little bit about his background so maybe people are listening and they don't know nothing about what this. Uh, well, he's, um, he's one of the founders of a um, quite big rock band called Druya. And it has a lot of very famous songs. Um, actually, now the first time, uh, just this is a side story, but mm. his, it's his, uh, we're having a concert uh, in September, on the 29th of September in Alexela. And for the first time, I'm we're performing there together. Oh, so nice. I just came for like this week. I've had many rehearsals yeah. with just him. So that's, I guess it's why it's kind of, you know, um, really up, but uh, he's um, well. We come from a musician family, so mm -hmm. uh, his mother was a violinist, and her dad was also a violinist. And um, he's a classical crossover um, pianist, a songwriter, and a composer. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, he's I don't know. He's been in the idol competition he's been a judge there for many years he's written many songs that um i guess are a part in a, an important part of the estonian culture and kind of the cultural heritage if you would say and and well i guess when i was born also it's kind of interesting because when ruya was around um during the soviet time then um the reason kind of why we left was also that many of his songs and like he's also write uh, symphonical pieces mm. um they got banned by the government here so basically what happened was that he went to italy it's quite a cool story yeah. he went to italy to um do a concert tour there and then he during nighttime he escaped the kgb guards <gasps> in the hotel and you know and took off and found out that oh Little Ike is gonna be <laughs> born soon, during this kind of thing. And is your your mother is with him at this time, or? Well, my mother was still in Estonia, okay, and she was about to uh, wait. And yeah, okay, so he's run off. So this is fantastic because this is like what year is this? Eighty six. Okay, because all 
I didn't. We didn't know nothing about the Soviet Union in Australia. What the fuck do we know? And all, all it would <laughs> You're be. You're on your sunny island over there. Hang it out. And there would just be these stereotypical stories, like yes, they some sportsmen went to the Olympics and then they defected from the Soviet Union. And like, but your dad, wow, your dad was really it. Um, so he's in Italy. He's the the guards are looking the other way. He sees his chance. He knows which way the winds are blowing. So he's out. But then he goes like, oh shit. But you, you and well, you and your mom are still back in Estonia. We were in Estonia, yeah. So that was an interesting situation, and we tried to apply to. I mean, then he went to uh, California or New mm. York was it first? Basically, we based ourselves in California, and but to get there, I mean, it it was quite a hassle. My mother had to write many letters to governments, and interestingly, my mother wrote a. Um, a letter to Gorbachev and he granted it for wow. us to go and follow. <laughs> Cause this is, let's, let's break this down. I want to go back on this because, okay. Don't, don't break it down too much. It was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, right, right. So he's gone, right? But hasn't that pissed off the Soviets? Cause he's it just has. <laughs> so how is, I, I thought my outside, very simplistic outside point of view is that if you run off, they start doing stuff to your family. Cause they're like, fuck you. Yep. We're going to make life be hard. So then, but yep. not only is, so that's why we weren't allowed to follow him or like to go and meet him in, in, sure. in the States. But how, what was the reason then? How, what, what reason? What convinced Mr. Gorbachev? That's, that's a great question and I have completely no <laughs> idea. <laughs> because if your dad is already seen as some kind of Soviet fugitive at this stage, you know, he's yeah. run off. I'm just wondering what is going to convince them like, oh, please let us go. No, no, that's the whole point. No, no, that's the point <laughs> of the Soviet Union. You is you're not go. allowed to go. That's, <laughs> do you not fucking get it? That's why your husband had to run away from us yeah. because we don't let people go. Uh, yeah, that's a good subject. I should ask my mom about the, <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, so, but eventually, dear Gorbachev, uh, you know, a little stain on his head and a little bacon stain up there and all has let it go um and it like did you actually was there a letter back from him from himself or good just question somehow? good question yeah, yeah. i've just <laughs> digged into these questions like lately and, oh like, okay how was it and you know all this so so yeah i love so it I when can... stuff like that comes out like my family don't talk about history at all like i think i had to go to romania myself my family romanian oh e cool ethnically like before after world war ii both sides came to australia mm -hmm. and uh i had to it was, I mean, it was 12 years ago when I was first backpacking around Europe, but I literally had to go to Romania before they started talking. And then they, I called them up, I asked them some questions, and then, as it turns out, we found the town where Dad grew up and all this sort of stuff. So okay, That's cool. Yeah, that, that Must kind have been really exciting stuff. for you, yeah? Yeah, I liked it. It was... Um, it's because they, they're both Romanian, but they both met in Australia, my parents. I guess just you mix in those communities... You're immigrants, you've come to a country, you kind of just mix in your group. And so they, my parents met in Australia. Okay. Uh, even though my father was born over there and uh, my mother was born in Australia though. So that couldn't have been in Romania. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had to, to push them a bit because I didn't know anything about being Romanian when I was growing up. Mm. And uh, no exposure. Because also back then there was a big thing of like time to be Australian. Like you come to Australia and be Aussie. Yeah, and that kind do of do the thing. Aussie so, thing. Yeah, yeah, of. do that. Yeah, you. It's a common thing. People move to America, be American. You know, fit yeah. in. Yeah, not yeah. think about that. 
So I never, I never got any sort of instruction on Romania. And I thought, I genuinely thought that when I travel to Europe, I can meet a girl from any country except Romania. <laughs> if she was sometimes never heard, they could never have heard of the country. And they'd be like, that's fine. But I'd be like, hey, mom, I met this Romanian girl. They'd be like, she's going to rip you off. Like, it's, she's going <laughs> to rip you off. She's going to want the money. Thanks, she's going to, yeah, yeah. I, I, for some reason, thank, I had that. Thank you for encouraging <laughs> In the beginning, me I don't know. Encouraging my love life. My own thing. So you're, you, so, okay. So eventually, then your mother escapes to California or, or, kind of goes with the blessing, I guess, that this we're working out. Blessing well, we got on the somehow. Flights, so that's good enough for Gets us. Gets out Whatever and spent the time. And so then in the meantime, Estonia has become independent. Yeah. And is that what has caused your parents to come back to Estonia? Yeah, right. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Hmm. Um, the, the songs that... I'm going to move on from your father soon because no one wants to talk about their parents, even though now I'm doing it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Just the one thing, because that idea of those songs that are really culturally significant, like your songs, like those songs that you can say of your dad's that are like Estonian songs, classic ones that people might connect with and have that nostalgia. Were they written primarily in the Soviet days or in those independence days? Um, primarily in the Soviet days mm. and working with different, um, like, or like the best um, poets here. So one thing about the songs was that the a lot of the songs expressed like a kind of feeling of you know the uh, of they expressed the suppressed feelings that Estonians had at that time mm -hmm. but they uh, since the Soviets were going through all the songs through the text and trying to you know really <laughs> keeping an eye on it yeah. and seeing like oh is this something is this really like uh, supporting our ideology or not. And, you know, they were really strict with that. I don't know if you knew this, but they even had committees that would approve bands to uh, perform. And you, so you, you would have to get approved to mm. perform as a band. Right. Okay, you couldn't just take a band. No, like, no. Hey, you no, got no, a guitar, no. I got a guitar, And then you would get drums. like, uh, no, you yeah. couldn't. So, yeah, it was a tricky time. And, um, yeah, that's, that's what was special, I guess, about part of these songs was that they had the spirit uh, of, uh, like, let's say, independent Estonia. And, mm. and um, yeah, but it never... Was there uh, any technology back then, any sort of analog or kind of old technology that would have allowed those songs to be shared via some other means? I don't know, uh, early cassettes, anything, a punch card? Uh, they were vinyls. on vinyls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But could you get around, could you make some illegal printings? Oh, I mean, the, the, the big thing was that, uh, like, Western music was banned. Mm. Uh, so all the big rock bands, a lot of books were banned. So, I mean, there was a huge society about, uh, you know, undercover trading. And there was this night university where people would get together and they would, you know, um, discuss a certain philosophy or a subject. But, yeah. but actually it wasn't allowed so i mean you had that but not not in in this sense yeah okay so so the stuff that was being shared probably was stuff like it wasn't like they were manufacturing pirate vinyls nah. under the it was sort of you had to import maybe it was a a western record that had been smuggled in or something yeah, like that exactly. that might yeah, get yeah, passed yeah. around or something like that yeah okay so how would then if a song was banned how would 
how would how would it get around then? Because you said a lot of those songs were banned. Well, it was it was more like, um, I mean, the songs would get around that uh, in, in a way that bands were banned, not really like song songs. Mm. So for Western songs and and Western music, there was this place um, in a, in Estonia called Hariumaki where I think every Sunday the guys would meet and they would trade like different vinyls and like share them and it was like under under their sleeve you know so kind of like that but another thing was like um my dad wrote um a, a bigger orchestral piece called um Ilusma which means beautiful land and it was performed in uh, Linnahall um mm. uh, to a huge amount of people and you know in the end of the concert everyone stood up from the crowd or the, I wasn't there but of course but yeah. this is what I've heard so they stood up and, you know, really people felt really united and really because it had such a strong message in it, you know, beautiful land at that time. And, mm. you know, from the music, you can really hear in that piece that what he's trying to kind of say there. But then it got banned, this piece. Because they saw the reaction. They saw that. Yeah, that was, they I felt guess, it. I mean, right. <laughs> although they couldn't put their finger on it, they yeah. could feel it was like a really big and uniting thing. So they were banned and it wouldn't allow it to be performed, this mm. piece. But now it was like, some years ago, they uh, he gave a album out with uh, the band Cosmic with this piece. Nice, that's so cool. Yeah, it's so interesting in those days the the control of art that the Soviet Union tried to do, and you can't. It seems like you can't control it. If you want it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be out there. And uh, yeah, so what I was I'm trying to do is to move forward a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, because I love those old days. I love those stories of the old days. But I know that you don't want to. I wouldn't want to talk about my dad forever. Actually, uh, I'm quite cool with it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I'm surprising. I'm even surprising myself how cool I am. With this it, seems so. to be the, the 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 topic of today. Seems to be that I'm totally stressed out and I'm over the top. And Ike here is like super chilled. <laughs> Everything's cool. He looks to me and he says, "Hey, man." What, you got so much stuff to do? Just chill out. What are you talking about? Just chill out. <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, what? You don't have stuff to do? What's the problem? Go find some stuff to do. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Yeah. Why are you not busy? Do things. <laughs> but, um, where to start with you? Uh, because I, I want to find out about, you seem to be having a very unorthodox way that you're approaching your career. Mm. And I think that you're not just sitting here in Estonia. You're not just going on the idol. You're not just... Uh, I don't, I, and I don't actually know what the next part, that's the other part. I don't know what someone would do if they're in Estonia. But you, uh, you've you been getting out. You're based in Stockholm. Yeah. So what's happening in Stockholm? Let's start with what's your goal as a musician? Where are you trying to get to so we know what is your end point? Well, it's a, you know, if we look at the question and the goal, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of in a way then, um, I mean, it's two parts to it. And just to explain where I'm kind of coming from is that I've been thinking a lot about this thing, this term called achievism lately, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, I've also finished this business school. So in my like 20s and early 20s, I was very like, I have this goal and I have that goal and I want to do this and that. And then, you know, I'll be really cool and really successful and everything will be really awesome. So that's been like me maybe 10 years ago. And um, now the other part is more and more just about creating something meaningful and something fresh musically and just kind of doing my thing. So that's one part of it. But of course, my dream has always been to, um, to tour internationally with my own music. 
And uh, that's why I've been traveling to London, to different places to learn the craft of songwriting, of performing, getting a lot of different influences. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I what I do. I just wanna I wanna tour with my own music and write some fresh and meaningful songs. Mm. That so you want to be a great artist is what you want to do. That's yeah, you want to do your thing and do it great. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you could say. I mean, it's also mm. you know as as I said, the goal and the process. I mean, they're kind of two different things and. Mm-hmm. The process has become more and more kind of exciting, especially when you <laughs> when you have some money in your pocket. I mean, why I'm saying that is that, I mean, in the last two years before I moved to Stockholm, I was really like traveling around the world. I traveled to 15 different countries in two years. I had no home. I had like close to no money. And sometimes I really had no money, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's a super romantic idea, the idea of traveling around and you trying to pay your way with your music somehow, like hustle gigs or... I mean, one thing I did like last summer was that, I, I mean, this is stupid. This is completely stupid and silly, but, you know, the guy called Ike one year ago had to do it. So I put out this task for myself to travel in Scandinavia. So Stockholm... Uh, Copenhagen, Oslo, and Bergen. Mm. Uh, travel five weeks, starting with no money at all, but having my gear and paying for my fl- uh, for for my travel, for my living, for my food, uh, just from what I make on the street or whatever performances I get. Right. <laughs> so that's stupid. How do you kickstart that? Okay, I like I love this idea because I for a long time have had a romanticized idea about stand up comedy too. I think you get romantic ideas about things before you start doing something. And then you get into it and you're like, eh. My romantic idea about stand-up comedy was that I would travel, I would cross borders and I would travel between countries and it's nothing but me and the microphone. And all I need is my microphone. (laughs) And that was, there was something about that. I am independent. I could do it. And... I never understood. I did, that was just the romantic dream. There was no reality of when I get to a place, what do I do? How am I organizing these things? Um, you, okay. How do you bootstrap that? You hit in Stockholm. You've got your gear, but let's say zero money. You're trying to not spend money. So you've got to make money today. Yeah. How do you make money in Stockholm with a guitar today? <laughs> you go on a streets on a friday night uh where there are like clubs and basically drunk people Mm. um and uh yeah you just play play your music and hope that the romanian beggars uh won't steal your gear and uh (laughs) it's like cool like one of the i mean you're kind of playing two people looking them in the eyes Mm. and and you know giving this kind of you know whatever vibe to them. And at the same time, you're trying to be really mean and look at that Romanian beggar who's looking at your amp and you're, you're going to like giving him the look that, dude, if you touch that amp, I'm going to you up, you know? So, so, um, that's real hustle, bro, to get out in the street and, and you don't mind you as a musician, cause I don't know the mind of the musician. Like yeah. you and your kind of musician, you like that. You want to be on the street. You like to just, I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> there's, you know, I don't think there's any wrong or right answers in this. And, and as a musician, you know, everyone's, everyone's just human, you know, and we just 
at some points we do crazy shit and some points we do a bit less crazy shit. So, yeah, I mean... All right, so let's say, so you, you put the guitar out. Yeah. You do a Friday, maybe you do a Saturday, you can put some coins in there and let's assume that the money that you've got is enough to just get you through the next few days. Okay, so then do you start, you, you figure, okay, I'm going to get off the street eventually. I'm not going to be a busker here in Stockholm. I'm going to try to get booked somewhere. Are you then walking around to bars and how are you taking that step to finding a venue? Mm, yeah, I mean, later in Stockholm, I just contacted a bunch of venues and I just called them up and said like, look, this is me and, you know, let's do something. Or in some cases, actually, I got approached on the streets because, hmm. you know, the thing is that like I was playing in Oslo and then this cafe came and said, hey, you know, you're pretty good and maybe you can come and play tonight and we'll pay you this. And I'm like, oh, that's Hell cool. yeah. Uh, okay. Thank, thank you very much. Because, yeah. you know, the weird thing about playing on the street is actually you get like a massive amount of exposure there. Hmm. You can be playing in a restaurant or in a pub or whatever and there's like 20 people. But if you get your position right, then you can be seen by thousands of people during one hour playing on street. I mean, do, if do you put, get Do you put right. a little sign out or something or something to identify uh, you? Maybe a CD? Do you have, do you have CDs that... Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really selling like CDs. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I had like a little sign out. Sure, that you can get that. That's, I mean, it's such a good example of hustle to just get on the street and just do it. And there's some level, I guess, you're understanding. This is not exactly where I wanted to be at an artist. No. But... <laughs> Something Ari said, he said uh, in his interview that I did with him and he was like, will this make me a better comedian? He asked himself that yeah, question. exactly, yeah. So you ask yourself that question, will this make me a better musician? Well, uh, that's one thing and one really cool thing in this process was to work with my expectations there. Because, I mean, you go on the streets and <laughs> you're kind of, if you eat tonight or tomorrow... Let's say tomorrow. Mm -hmm. you, you're covered for today, usually. But if you eat or not tomorrow, it kind of depends on how it goes. Mm. So that's pretty tough, right? But in a way, you know, life just always throws different things at us. It, it is like, okay, now you get this or then you get that. And it's easy to start expecting things. But the thing with expectations is that it, it always kind of fucks us up. So mm -hmm. if I can just enjoy i mean i'm growing anyway as a musician you know the more you do the better you get it's quite simple in that way yeah? <laughs> right so but um you know just to be happy with sharing music mm. and sharing that kind of moment with people uh that was my kind of inner process that i tried to work on and yeah it's a very enlightened way to view art, I think. You're using light, the word enlightening too much. I'm man. using enlightening too much. <laughs> I like people it are going to be like, Lewis, what is he trying to sell you? The there must be some sect behind this. There is. Oh, there is. Join the Lewis cult. I think I'd make a great dun, cult dun, leader. Dun, I'd make a really good cult leader. And you Maybe can get... Maybe something for uh, my later days. Beat, beat, uh, this... Um, Tax deduction also. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> I've just finished watching this six-part series on Netflix uh, about this cult that was in America. Uh... Not, not oh, the, I heard about not this. the Branch Davidian, not those guys. It was and the six Bagua, like their their guru is some guy called Bagua. And then he finishes in the end and t tells everyone that you know yeah. actually there's nothing. Yeah, it's off, guys. Yeah. So this guy he was like some Indian guru in India, and he was he got lots of money in India, and then decided to just pack up and 
take off to America. And they bought a farm, I don't know, somewhere in Idaho. I don't know, some bumfuck. And they basically took over the town. So they take the farm, the ranch over. Then they work out. They've got so, like, they've got so much fucking money. They start buying up whatever they can in town. Then they start shipping in homeless people from all around America. Right, wow. bus loads of homeless people, and they're like, "We're gonna help the homeless. We're gonna give them a place." And they do that basically, but also what they do is they enroll all of them to vote, and so they have ah. so many new people. They basically they win the council, so all of a sudden okay. they're running the fucking council. Interesting. And they were literally going to use this method. They were almost up to the like I think the county is the next level, whatever the next. Not state, but whatever the next level is. Like, they were one step away from taking over the whole fucking county or something and through these things. And they had stupid amounts of money. And, yeah, in the end, I mean, the after a while, the federales will fucking come for you. And the federales... I mean, the problem was the federales didn't come sooner because they also brought a lot of guns. <laughs> and they had guns. And they had nothing to do but train all day and how to use these guns. And, yeah, eventually the head guru, the Bhagwan just fucking takes off uh, in his private jet. Like, he takes off from the middle of America in his private jet going, fuck you, America, I'm <laughs> out of here, see you, basically like, like that. He's on a small private jet. He can't get to the edge of the American airspace without refueling. So, of course, he's got to land somewhere and then the Federales instantly capture him and then take him away. And that was the end of that bit. I don't know why I'm talking about cults. I think that it's a six-part series on Netflix. You're going to find it. Cool. I'll check it out. So, uh, <laughs> I have this, just to sum up all this kind of... Uh, right, yes. This, going this back, thing. Yeah. Uh, I got actually a song I'd like to play. And uh, this, is, this is about a moment where I really ran out of money. I was, I was in uh, Sweden last year. Um, in January, I was just... Went to Stockholm, not knowing I would uh, move mm. there. Just for one week... I had some songwriting sessions and some th things. So I had this. So I had this. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. We're gonna. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna bring the mic. Sorry. Yeah, finish. Yeah. Finish your description. Tell me oh, your description. It's, it's beautiful. So, sorry. Sorry. Saying. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so what happened was I was going to have this kebab, uh, and I had to go to the songwriting session. But I discovered that I only had money to buy a train ticket to get to the songwriting session, and also. Um, to buy this kebab and you know it's like this place where you can get all you can eat the kebab and so you're really like eating like yeah more of those french fries and you're really like stuffing yourself up because you're like fuck I don't know what's how's it gonna how I'm gonna buy dinner tonight because yeah. I mean there were a lot of like transfers that I was waiting for like really a long time and you mean willing to get paid? Like you hadn't got paid for yeah, some work yeah. that you'd done before? Yeah, right. yeah. And then, and then. So you really didn't have money. That was going to be my next question. Like, how much to put yourself into? Like, you could just phone home and get some cash. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, which we all could. I understand that. But, <laughs> but I understand, we're guys. But I understand the we're challenge. Strong. Yeah, the challenge. You want we're to make it authentic. I mean, we could all do that. I mean, we're all. We could all call a friend right now and go like, yeah, dude, exactly. I, need I need 20. I'm not going to, you know, send me 20 right now. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask no questions. Send me 20. Yeah. We've all got some, someone who's going to do that for us. Yeah. Um, but you just, but you kind of, there's a choice for you to go, no, 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 no. I'm going to do this for real. Yeah. I mean, eventually, of course, I probably would have called someone if I was hungry. But you know what? In the evening, I, um, 
I came back from the songwriting session. I was like, please, 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 please. And I, I pushed that card into the ATM and put, put in my like pin and I'm like, Ooh, a transfer came. And I was like, oh God. But you know, just to experience that. I mean, it was silly also because it was just a few hours of not having money. Mm. But in a way, I kind of had to experience that. And I'm glad I did because I wrote this song. And <laughs> yeah, we're gonna I'll play the song after we leave the song. I'm gonna talk more about. Uh, sorry, I should come to the right side of the microphone. More about this thing that I can s- in artists that I see. It's a faith. There's some kind of faith that it's gonna work out, and you've got it, and I like it. <laughs> and you can see it's not something that I necessarily have by default. I'm far too stressed and anxious and worried. We all so, are at some point. All right, hold on. Okay. So, so anyway, this this song is. Yeah, we're we're switching mics here, so bear with us. I'm from the other side of the room now. That's uh, great. This song's great. This is called "Get By." <laughs> Not a penny to spend Got an hour to lens As my feet get closer to the ground I'm hoping that the cold won't get in my way No money for my bread Just a floor to call my bed Though the answer is near and nothing is clear I'll be walking straight ahead And though I may not make it It's a quest of my own through the winds and through the fears, face the unknown. I'll get by. I'll get by. I'm a cry. I'm a cry. But I'll get by. I'll get by. I'm a cry. Another year, I'm drying all my tears, and it's a new beginning, and I'm all forgiven. Hope the skies won't get in my way. I can take a blow, it's not that I won't fall. I'll be up again with heart and skin, another drop of blood from the stone. I know I may not make it, it's a quest of my own. And through the winds and through the fears, face the unknown. But I'll get by, I'll get by. Have I cried? Have I cried? I'll get by, I'll get by. Have I I'll give 
namakai, namakai, doggy pie, doggy pie, namakai. Thanks for fucking playing a song. That's great. That's cool. Like, I like... And we didn't... In case you didn't understand, we didn't actually plug his guitar. We couldn't work out how to get the guitar into the mixer. We just put some mics up to the thing. And I like that. We just play it. We just fucking do it. Like, just... Yeah. Going for it like that. Um, it's nice to hear the context of that song. Like, to hear where that came from. Tell me, where was... Because I've... I lived in Stockholm for two years, so yeah. I know it a bit. Where were you standing, or where were you in Stockholm? It was it was close to um, Odenplan. Okay. Odenplan. Uh, Odenplan. Yeah. I was um, as it, as the lyrics go, also like just a floor to call my bed. So I was sleeping on a floor of a dance studio, <laughs> by uh, actually an um, it has an Estonian. Uh, uh, owner. Marika. I was about to say, there's always the connection. It's always Dansa. some Estonians, yeah. Giving you. <laughs> her name is Marika Hansen. I'm very grateful for her. Okay, so she gave you a place to stay. So you knew you had a ticket there, a place to stay, and I'm gonna get out and I'm gonna hustle. Yeah. This um, I tell you what, before we get in, I'm gonna get some water. Okay, we're gonna chill. Yeah. All good. I'll leave a recording. Maybe I cut it. Maybe I don't. Maybe you're listening. Maybe you're not. Uh, yeah, just, do you want some more water? Uh, yeah, why not? probably cut that one a little bit otherwise you're just listening i'm sorry that there's the uh, outside noise and uh because we're in the office and uh it's a hot afternoon it's a hot friday afternoon <laughs> so uh, we got some noise um the song is really nice bro um thank you uh what did i want to get to this this idea of the, the faith that oh, things yeah. will work out and as you say okay this doesn't mean that you don't have insecurity. This doesn't mean that you don't doubt yourself. This not. doesn't mean no. all of this. But this phenomenon, this thing that you, you've described to me, I see it. I know it. These days, mm. I'm like, when I see a real artist, it's almost like they've got an aura. If, like, I can mm. see the aura around a real artist. Dun, 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 strike dun, three, I cult, see. Lewis cult. Oh, it sign, is. Up for, <laughs> sign up for... Sign up for... And there is this idea that um, I, I think it, it's a faith or it's a, um, an understanding or it's something that maybe after a while, after you've worked at your art for a while and you know yourself and maybe you've made a little bit of progress in your career, there becomes this point where you start going, it's going to be all right in that if I keep working, if I keep doing things, it's going to be all right. And that is a moment... I think that's where artists sometimes get this feeling, philosophy, a little bit of zen, like you've got, like, I know if I keep working, I'll be okay. The, and that's a very, like, the world will deliver something to me if I keep on working, that if I keep doing this. And like you said, like you, you have with the money, that the, the, the universe essentially delivers. It's a bit hippie, I realize. Ah, it's a bit hippie. There, aren't we? <laughs> it's a bit hippie. Have you, read, have you read the book? I don't know if you read by Julia Cameron, the part, the, sp wait, the 
pathway. No, okay, let's forget that one. It's a book about art that really influenced me uh, about uh, Julia Cameron and it was all about coming out as an artist. I can't remember the title of this book. I'm not going to go down this line. But the... Um, yeah, that when there's a feeling inside of the artist that they're like, I can probably do this. Like, I'm not there yet, but I... And, and that also comes with a bit of faith when you start to feel your own skills and you're like, yeah, I can see the sword sharpening. I can hear the songs getting a little bit better. I can see that I'm whatever it is, writing them faster or writing them better or I just like that song more. Um, and, and that doesn't mean you've made it yet, but that means like, yeah, I'm on the path. Yeah. So, do you feel like you're on the path right now? Or do you still feel like you're brushing around in the randomness? Are you on the path, my son? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this comes down to this goal and process thing, you know, mm. that, that it is um, just, it is a part of the process and it does excite me, you know, to, to you know, figure out new things musically and, and, and lyrically and, and about storytelling and songwriting. And, you know, I've, I've really kind of given up in a way about hoping or having faith i mean life just fucking happens i'm sorry i'm sorry and you know what it, it's i mean i'm not exactly expecting anything i'm just trying to get better trying to do my thing a bit more better because i mean I, I don't really know what else to do was there <laughs> what was the change because you said before you were goal oriented coming from some yeah. you had done business and you're like i'm gonna do this and the duh, 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 duh. what well, the What's thing. in this change? Is gradu- this, was it gradual? Was it an event? Yeah, I mean, you know, in the end of the day, everyone wants to be happy, right? Mm. And whatever goal you get or not, you can get this a bit of happiness from it, right? But not really. So actually getting these goals or achieving in a way, I mean, it, it's kind of cool, but actually it doesn't bring any long-term uh like happiness let's okay sure let's try to put some definites on a bit of it so let's say what was a was there like an example of a goal that you thought okay i'm gonna do that thing i hear we i like where you're going with this right because i see it as the process is longer than the goal because you do all the process is what you do every day you're out there doing your thing you're on the path you're trying you're working the goal is sort of like oh and then that happened and then i reached my goal most yeah. of your life is spent in the process. So I totally get yeah. that it's more interesting to be in the process because that's where it happens rather yeah, than going, why, I, why don't I have the album yet? Why am I not touring yet? Yeah, yeah. No, it's way more fun to be grinding away to actually get there and get better at it. Yeah, and I guess it's just about uh, shifting also your focus because, I mean, if, let's say, a big thing f- for me was like to build up to this breakthrough thing, mm. to have a breakthrough so I could be whatever, yeah? Did you know what... Did you define what breakthrough meant, though? In, uh, like, as you go, like, yeah, as a kinda, young person, you're like, yeah, kinda, okay. Kind of, kind of. But, I mean, what, what was more important than that, then I started asking a few years ago for myself, is like, well, why do I actually need that breakthrough? Why is it, what am I trying to get through that? Oh, I like this. And then I was like, oh, but actually, I'm, maybe I felt that I'm not appreciated in some sense. And... And that uh, I want to like earn like the love and appreciation of some people uh, through getting my breakthrough, and then I can show them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
but that doesn't make sense. That's not why I'm making music for. That's not why I'm, I have, I've chose this path. Mm. Doesn't make sense. So, so yeah. And, and what was breakthrough? Like, it, give us some def, like some rough, broad definition of what was it? Getting all of a sudden your song getting picked up and it was all over the radio, getting a popular album. I mean, it was more like you know, if I was traveling in a world, in, in in the world, in different places, I saw like. I spent a few weeks with um, Phil Rudd, who is the drummer of ACDC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So it was cool to see also kind of, a, you know, I was at his house and um, some friends of mine were doing a project with him. And, you know, to see a guy who is sold, uh, in, is in a band who's the fourth, <laughs> fourth selling band. Yeah. In, ever. In the, yeah, ever. 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 So... Yeah, and, and see his life, mm. you know, and see, like, you know, everyone's, like, for example, everyone's craving for, like, uh, you know, he has, like, a Ferrari and, and a Maserati and whatever, McLaren. Mm. And, you know, but his keys are, like, some of the keys are, like, uh, you know, behind a couch, <laughs> you know, and he's, like, it was, like, oh, where's the keys? Like, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's, but, you know, <laughs> or another thing, like, you know, he has these, like, tons of these platinum records, right? Mm. But, you know, he doesn't have a place to put them. So they're just lying out. Some of them are lying outside. And I'm like, well, that's funny because, you know, you, you see him and then, you know, it's like, okay, everyone wants this. But when he has it, mm. I mean, I mean, I'm sure he enjoys it to some extent. But it's not like, ooh, now I got it. You know, now I've made it. Mm. So we never get to that point, actually. That's my understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was to Cambodia a few weeks later. Mm. And um, I saw women who were, um, yeah, I mean, working daytime as having a job daytime. Mm. And then uh, being like, yeah, selling their body in the evening just to make money to feed their kids. And in a way, I felt they were... I felt more happiness radiating from these women. Mm. Uh, Even though it's, they were doing something, you might go nothing. like, oh, yeah. yeah, they have nothing. We go, oh, you're doing that job. Oh, yeah. that's a bit... Ooh, so, I mean, just, but you still felt this happiness, this thing. From yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I just this whole travel has been a big like breaking point in my life uh, in a very good way because you know, if you don't have a home... If you don't have any place to be or where you have to be, you you don't have the stories or the people surrounding you. It's just you in some place in the world that gives you a lot of space to reflect on things. Uh, what's going on? What's been your life like? Who are you really? I mean, if you take all the layers away of all your items, you just have a backpack and, well, I had my guitar too. If you take all of that away, then, you know, you really, like, have to spend some time with yourself. Uh, and It sounds so, like that's part of your process. Well, Like, you need that. Is that a little bit like, can you, do you write as well at home that you do on the road? I don't know. Like, you know. Or both. Or there can be both. There can be two processes. I mean, you get inspiration, but... Mm. Um, where I kind of got to the point is that, you know, there is no difference exactly in my musical or personal development. I mean, I develop musically, I develop uh, also personally, and, and yeah, that's nice I love thing this, dude. Have. I love what you're saying. I, <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely love what you're saying right now. I connect with a lot of it. I understand it. I may look like you. I'm looking at you like I'm an idiot because I always have a dumb no, look on my face. No, no, you no, don't. no. Like, That's really cool, man. I'm getting I it. That. Uh, I'm totally, totally getting it. This, I mean, even going back to Phil Rudd uh, from ACDC, this dude, like, yeah, he's got the goals. 
what can you do? Who's the dude who's got all of the goals? And it turns out what he loved was the process. It was the creation. I think that's about artists. We want to create. We actually want to make the stuff. And that could be writing a song. That could be performing a song too. That's still creating art. You yeah. create art every yeah, night. Yeah. You perform it, not just the writing of the song. A stand-up comedian has to write the joke, but then I still create art on stage when I'm there as well. So I think the artist wants to, and you can't, God, you can't have been like one of the most amazing talents in the world, like Phil Rudd producing the music of ACDC without being a great artist. And without, that means you want to make more. Like if you're an artist, probably 99% you're feeling, unless you're fucked up on drugs and you're, I don't know, Courtney Love, like you want to just make more and more and more and more. And so going back to that, what what bit of it do I love? Oh, it's the process that I exactly, love. Exactly. Exactly. The process is the yeah. yeah. yeah In yeah. the trenches is actually the bit where we want to be. Yeah. Writing songs, even playing them wherever you, you can come up with them. Yeah. So, you know, that's and I guess it's difficult in the world in a world we live in, which is, you know, really full of, you know, goals and you have to achieve this and you kinda have to do that and but, you know, art doesn't come from that place, actually. And creation doesn't come from that place. In, in its essence, I believe, it's a part of, you know, just us sharing something that's very honest and sharing a vib- vibration, basically, between each other. And all the other, like, things, I mean, that's also cool, you know, but that's not what it's about. Because mm. in the end of the day, how uh, no matter, like, how well something goes or you're appreciated or not, why we do it is that we can sit down and do it again. We can write that song, we can sing that song, or, and that excites us. I like that. Uh, and, and that's uh, one of the reasons that I like being in Estonia, and I think it's interesting to talk about the entertainment industry in Estonia because of the, the sheer small size of the whole industry and of the whole country means that there isn't, any, there isn't much money floating around anyway. And I think that makes art super interesting in Estonia because in other countries in more developed markets, you go like, okay, here's my path or I've got to do this and then I can make... But in Estonia, like there's no superstars here is my point. There's no big superstars who are driving Ferraris around or something like that. So we can get a little bit more about, yeah, what is the art here? What is... Because there isn't any large dollar sum to chase anyway. So I may as well like focus on the art a bit more. And uh, I think it might help us focus on... I don't know. That's just a weird philosophy I've come up with. Um, I bring most things in Estonia back to the small population size, actually. If I'm looking for a reason for something, like why does that happen in, in Estonia? I'll usually... My first thought is, oh, I bet it... Because there's not a lot of people. Yeah, I yeah. bet you that's the, the thing. Well... I mean, there are many things uh, <laughs> about what you said. Firstly, what is a superstar? Yeah, what what does superstar mean to you? Uh, does a superstar drive a Ferrari, or you know? Um, and secondly, like money. You know, I I think this is like a new thing in the history of the world that people start making. Uh, are our music because of money. I'm not saying it's not around, mm. but I mean, again, I don't really think that's like the essence of it. Although I do get that, um, you know, as an artist, or, or, um, you have this kind of choice in life. Um, do you want 
this to be your hobby? Mm-hmm. Uh, or do you want this to be something that you, you know, spend all your time on, almost all your time? Mm-hmm. Which actually, my, my latest thought is, I thought you can have a hobby and a, like a work thing together. Okay. But I'm like, no, actually, I need to have a hobby. Because music isn't my hobby, you know? It's, it's, it's Right, it becomes your work. It, it is my work, it, and I love it, mm-hmm. and it's really cool, but I still need... I need to switch off sometimes, you sure. know? I um, get that too. Well, comedy is my... Comedy is not my work to perform it. It is my, com- my job to organize it. So, I have both of those take up my whole life. So, mm-hmm. if anybody wonders why the hell I'm so obsessed with retro video games, it's because I need a hobby that is deep and weird enough to balance off this whole, the rest of my life being comedy. I love computer games. <laughs> I love them. And, but yeah, just, uh, and, and you know, in Estonia, it's, um, so you have this decision, right? You have this decision if I'm going to sell hamburgers or sell something else, and then I'm going to spend all the other time on my, um, you know, playing music or playing a guitar. You know, that's great. That's also great. Because then you can just, you know, be in contact within it, like enjoyment part of it. Um, but also, I mean, you know, um, different strokes for different folks in the way that you, everyone has their own thing they want to do. And for me, that is to, you know, find what I'm capable of and everyone, you know, to really uncover your potential in certain fields. And that kind of defines my decision also in a way, because yeah, I mean, of course, I haven't chosen exactly an easy path, mm. but at the same time, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Because you know? something burns in you, right? Something essentially that comes along and that burns. I mean, it? that's that's a question also that you can you could answer in different ways. Okay. I mean, if if you do only like your art because of the burning, then you know maybe you should just firstly check where's the fire. You know? Ooh, I <laughs> so, like this one. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. so it's like you know this urge and. And then you can be like, okay, maybe it's my ego, you know, who, you know, this or, you know, what's, what's that ache? Of mm. course, music and creation, I believe, has an ability to heal the person who is it creating. Because in its essence, if we're talking about really like, you know, things that move us, things that are important to us. Is it our love life or is it some weird situation that is really, you know, heavy on our heart? Then music or whatever art form can become this release. Mm. Um, I like that idea that you said. You broke it down. I said burning, and you said, yeah, what's burning? What, if it's burning, there must be a fire. What's with the fire? Yeah. And, uh, because it's, um, how to say, a way that you've worded it there that I usually don't think about in comedy. In comedy, usually you think of it like, oh, it burns in me. Like, I want to be a comedian. I want to be a comedian so bad. I want to do that and and then you then you sort of said well if there's burning there must be fire so where's the fire what's the weird what's with that why what's burning at you what's heating you what's the fire under your ass making you do it and i never thought about it that could be that that drive like to address that individual drive because comedians are often egotistical because we are self-centered because we do say, hey, we're gonna, it's going to be two hours of just me talking with a microphone and you're going to listen and you're going to pay for it. <laughs> and that, no, no music. No, 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 no. There's no one else. Nope, no musical interludes. No, nothing like that. Me. Me, 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 me. Yeah, we're a bit psychopaths and retarded and we don't often, I think, look below to see what's, 
Like what's below for a comedian to say, oh, what's the fire? What's the tension? What's the rub? What's that? We kind of want that to be there because that's where we get our comedy from probably. So we look to that and go, not I'm going to fix that. We look and go, oh, I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. But also, I'm sure you can still do that. But if you if you look through that point and you really... Then it just becomes something different, right? So I, I'm sure like during... I guess comedy is like storytelling and you tell about things that are meaningful to people or make them kind of, you know, whatever, laugh. I don't know. So, <laughs> so, um, but this like focus point you have in, which is the kind of, maybe this is too geeking out. Oh, know? I do it, do yeah. it. This is what we're <laughs> here for. If we can't do it here, where can we do it? If you're not interested in geeking out about art, Turn off now, okay? <laughs> this is how it goes. Otherwise, this is what we're here for, baby. Go for it. So, personally, we have, like, um, some focal point or some, like, center to where our storytelling is going around, right? And throughout time, that changes. So, mm -hmm. if you change, then the kind of center of your art also changes through that, right? Yeah. This is true. I yeah. like that, the good words for it because I've, uh, even myself, I've had that recently where... Uh, well, for the last year, I've mostly been doing the office work. Uh, we kind of, it was a, I had to choose. And like you said, you had a choice that you eventually you choose or you, whatever you decide to make that not your hobby, you've decided I want to go all in. And you said for you, it was because I want to see how far this goes. I want to see what I can do. Let's put the pedal to the metal and see how fast this car can go or however, whatever that might be. Um, and I had to, uh, do the office work, uh, like to run the company. We just weren't in a state where Lewis could back off and write jokes all day long. And also at the same time, I had been coming a bit, I didn't like my comedy. Um, I had just been, because I hadn't been devoting time to it, I had only been doing short stuff, easy stuff, uh, topics that are quite, you know, just oh, Estonians are like this, Australians are like this, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't liking what I was putting out. And I think I had to step away from it from a while and yeah. part of this podcast is coming back and going okay how i've almost got to start afresh i've got to dismantle myself and That's i've got beautiful. to get rid of those old i didn't like those old hacky bits i don't want to just talk about that and then i got to put it back together and it was it became clear to me that the person that i was on stage wasn't even quite me and I was a little bit different. That character of the short jokes, the hacky jokes, the silly things. There was no longer bit. There was no story to it. Um, and so, yeah, the podcast is just is taking this long form to just break it down and take our time, geek out as much as we want. <laughs> and this is part of my process to rebuild that character, uh, rebuild me a little bit more like me, a little bit what I want to be. I'm still talking about Estonia. I'm still talking about cultural shit but because that's in my life around me. I can never avoid joking about Estonian shit, but I'm trying to not be like, oh, guess what? You guys don't speak much. Oh, guess what? You're drunk. Oh, oh. It's not that clever trying to find something else to that. Yeah. Um, so have you had to do that in your time? Like as that transition from you being Mr. Goal to having experiences like with Phil Rudd to sort of going, who am I now? You did say that a little. Like you, have, you, you change a bit and then you ask yourself who I am now. What am I doing right now? And do these songs reflect me? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that's just the process, you know, and we mm. can't always put out things because everything is evolving constantly. Everything is changing constantly. And um, yeah, 
And I think it's beautiful that you have this podcast to kind of, you know, see what is resonating, what is resonating with the new Lewis <laughs> in this industry. It is, right? It is kind of me. Sorry, there's a big old truck passing by outside right now. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's very intimidating. Um, you wouldn't believe the amount of resistance that I had before I did the first one. Just why? Why wouldn't I fucking care? We've got the mics. Just put them up. Just start talking, dude. But just resistance to that. No, but what if what yeah. if what if people think I'm an asshole or I'm I'm a loser? Or right. What if this or what if it doesn't work out? And all kinds it. of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. just but art. When you do something, more of it comes. And I've been trying to fix my life up, trying to get all healthy, trying to get fucking you know, companies in order. And now I find one thing rolls into the next thing. The harder I work at something and I get better, like this makes me feel better. So I do better stuff uh, yeah. right now. So okay, like what you said, you uh, you are relaxed. You're not relaxing, sorry, but you are not adding that extra stress to your life, and that you feel is making you a better artist for it. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not sure if it's making me a better artist, but uh, yeah. Okay, you let's. Know, uh, you know, and and just just to say this mm -hmm. is like, you know, we can focus on stuff that pisses us off. And we can choose not to focus on it uh. if we can. So, you know, there's enough shit going on in our life <laughs> already. So. I'm going to try and segue that back into now because I like where you're coming from, that you understand the process. Um, and so maybe you can ask yourself the question, will this make me a better musician? Will this make me a better comedian? Will this make me better at what I'm doing? There kind of still needs to be some goal in there. Otherwise, what am I doing today? What am I doing? How do I know these things? Like you still have some general, like you've said, I want to be a touring artist. So for you, is that idea general enough? Like just the right balance, not too specific, not too general. There's enough wiggle room that I can take it as it comes and evolve that idea. But still, I've got some framework for my life. What I'm trying to do is get a, like other people who might be saying, well, okay, I'm going to take it as it comes. People who would want to hear the artistic philosophy and then think that's an excuse for them to not work and not do something and not get after it. How do you feel about... So, what's my question to you? Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, what's, <laughs> he's got to what a good interviewer I am. He's got to decipher the question out of me. The question is, what's the balance that you find between going... Like, you have that... You've, got, what, you've, you've still got some goal. I want to be an internationally touring comedian respected for my stuff, producing what I want to do. But that's not too... Do you completely visualize that now? Or are you just like, everything I'm doing is working towards that. I'm happy. I'm good. Where do, yeah, it's yeah. really open-ended because mean, I'm trying to... Ba well, what is the balance between being artistic and open, but you got to have some goal in there? too much about it, kind of. Or what? you got to have some goal. Yeah, in a way. I mean, How do you, you got you to yeah. have like a map, you know, where, okay, where map. you're going. Oh, going. right, map. That's an interesting word instead I mean, to put on a goal. But, but, but yeah, because, uh, um, yeah, you, you kind of have idea, an idea where, you know, where you want to go. And for that, like, for example, <laughs> it's quite simple, actually. Mm. Be a better singer. Be a better songwriter. Be a better person. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> Uh, give a better show with your band mm. uh, you know 
I mean, this is this is to simplify. Just it. do better work. I get that. Sure, then, just and keep. Because because you know you never know how things go, and it doesn't mean that mm. you know you can't influence a lot of things out there. Yeah. But you can influence what you do with yourself, right? So that's why every day I try to do. You know, I tr I'm I'm trying. I'm still trying. <laughs> We're all trying. Absolutely. So do something for my body. Do something for my voice. Mm. Do something for my mental health do something for my um, writing and my craft. And, you know, some days that just doesn't happen. And um, that's pretty much it. I like that idea. Because even when you said, oh, I'm writing this new album, it's been a couple of years. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I was like, wow, a couple of years. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. To let it take its time. Like to, then you don't get worried. You're not like, well, I got eight songs. All I need is 10 to make an album. I'll just do my best. I'm working hard. I'm not saying you're I doing mean, shit. You I, like, I, just, oh, I, just, I just had 30 demos made and I'm still feeling like, ah, I got to go back to the drawing board. Right. Kind of. Not, not completely, but, but um, yeah, you know, I just think that there's a lot of things put out there today just to be put out. And Spotify is getting 30 or 40,000 songs uploaded every day. Um, we live in a time where, you know, the, the more you speak, uh, and the more images and the more kind of, you know, noise or, or whatever information flow you produce in a way that's kind of, you know, that helps, but I'm also feeling like it, a lot of these things don't have substance and, and I could put out songs like today I could release like 10 songs and be like, ooh, this is my album. But I don't feel it's there yet. And mm. as I said, I really want it to be fresh and have meaning, at least for myself, you know, mm. and, and, and the stuff to be the best I can do. And I'm not there yet. So I'm still working on it. And I mean, I promised myself and my friends like more than a year ago, I'm going to put out this album. Mm. But I haven't done it. Right. So, and um, it's not that you haven't been making songs. It's that you want to just, you don't feel like you've hit it yet with the songs you've written. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Okay, that's a different way to look at it. You've made this body of work. Yeah. Hey, I'm working. Hey, I'm doing things. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out, I look back and I go, mm, nope, still part of the process, still learning, mm, not right. Because it's not like you're going to sit down. You can't just go like, at the end of this week, I'm going to have a great song. Maybe, maybe not. No, I mean, mm. you know, you can. And I had this discussion with, with my dear friend, uh, and, you know, he's he's like, Ike, you got to put these songs out, man. You got to put them out and they're great already and all this. And I'm like, dude, I really appreciate that. He's a very good musician and a very dear friend of mine. But also, I'm kind of like, you know what? I just want to get this right for myself. And because, uh, you know, it's so easy to rush with everything, you know, with this, with with life in general and just, you know, kind of be like, oh, OK, I'll just put it out. And I'm sure that works at some points, but. Yeah, I just, at this point where I am, I just want to put something out that's really at least good for myself. Mm -hmm. And I could be like, you know, this is the best I can do at this moment. I love that you've got, but obviously then you've got yourself to a stage where you can at least financially support yourself off, you're doing live, you're doing a bunch of different things that at least you can get by 
you're not too worried about money, I guess. You know, I mean, not saying no one's <laughs> saying you're rich. Not, yeah, yeah, not I'm saying not. not saying you're rich or nothing. But you know, if you can if you can get a meal today and the next day and pay the rent, then we can say you're not too worried about money. You know. Yeah, like, but I mean, that's also very relative because, like, four or five months ago, I was I didn't know how I would pay my rent. Yeah. So so I mean yeah, but now it's fine. Right. So do you want to um. I still want. I still have a bunch of questions to ask you about a bunch sure. of different stuff. Do you want to play another song, or how do you feel? Yeah, why not? And when's the next thing? When do you definitely need to leave by? Uh, Anytime's fine. You can play. Like in twenty minutes. Let's do that in twenty minutes. Let's play a song, and then uh, I got to ask a few things to talk to you about. All right, Lewis. So do you want to? Yeah. Which song should I play? <laughs> Are you feeling like a jazzy song, a jazzy funky song, or are you feeling like more of a Latin kind of rock romantic song? Let's get the funky one. Let's get the number one. Okay, okay. So this is called this is called Stay, and um, during this time of my travels, one of the most difficult thing um, was that you know if you're in a country and you're there for a few weeks and you meet someone really special. Um, but then you have to go on and say goodbye. So this is stay. Put this close. Yeah. Okay. Stay before by mama. Wait. I just wanna hold you one last time. It's been weeks since we first met The time is only like I'm traveling from one place to the next It's only hellos in goodbyes Say before I'm on my way I just want to hold you unless I stay because it's my last day I just want to hold you unless I So tell me everything, anything Everything you have in to say Only time for so for me to get So give me all you have And say before I'm on my way I just want to hold you one last time Say because it's my last day one want you for this I can't change that I have to go But I know I'm gonna miss you so I can't change that I have to go But I know, but I know And I can't change that I have to go but I know I'm gonna miss you so And I can't change that I have to go But I miss you so Stay before I'm on my way I 
one who bought you the last shaggy Say, because it's my last day I just want to hold you for the side that i mean that's what you're talking about i connect with that it's a good song is that one of the ones that make the cut do you think in your mind uh maybe you can tell me you can get back to me i liked it it's funky <laughs> i like that and i connect with that i used to travel i was a backpacker for a bunch of years when i first arrived in europe uh my friends and i bought a car we drove around europe and I still didn't have a fixed address for a couple of years after that. So I hear what you mean. You drive somewhere, you meet someone, but then you're like, ah, I don't like this. I like you, but I don't like this place very much. And that yeah. was my story in Germany. That was my story in Sweden. <laughs> that was my story in, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was that, no, I wasn't Finland. No, that's why eventually I settled in Estonia. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not doing anything for a woman anymore. No, <laughs> I'm going to find my own place. It's too hard because every time I find someone nice, they're in some boring piece of shit place that I don't want to be. And I had to find Maybe myself Maybe you shouldn't first. go to the boring piece of shit places, <laughs> dude. <laughs> this could be it. Um, speaking of that, stock, so, so you're based in Stockholm? You're going back to Stockholm, right? Yeah. Right now. So what's you, you were saying to me before that like you felt the scene or the vibe or what's happening in Stockholm was better for you right now. Just your place and what you want to do. What's, what's going on there? Tell us about that. Well... Mm, I mean, the scene is massive there. You have so many singers, so many bands, so many artists. I mean, it's like there's a many, like during one night, you can have like quite a few international artists playing at the same night and you mm. wouldn't even know about it. Right, because it's a big city. So, um, And you've worked, so you've established yourself there. That I you're now, I, I'm in the process. In the it. process, sure. But you're, you're hustling, you, you're making contacts with venues so you can at least get a pipeline of consistently being booked enough because you're an artist, you want to get enough gigs to get by or every Friday, Saturday or something like that, whatever it might be. So you're establishing yourself there. You said something to me though about it was the infrastructure of the industry that was more that was good for you or appealing about there, that there's more industry or that the music industry is more defined, or is it just that there's more bars to perform at so you can... No, it's, I mean, it's not about bars that much. I mean, mm. that I, I didn't move there to play in bars exactly. Sure. Although, I mean, at some point, it's it's um, important to... Pay well, see, rent, here's the so. thing. I don't even know. Yeah, what sort of gigs are you trying to get? There, tell me that. I'm so dumb. I don't even know that. I mean, I'm, I'm just playing pretty much wherever I can there right now. Mm. Um... I mean, not the really like, you know, and it's difficult to say, but, you know, if there's a chance that uh, it's a good place and a good vibe and people can listen to you, um, that's great. Um, and at the same time, I'm writing songs. I'm working with songwriters and producers there, um, meeting people from agencies, working on the album thing and kind of preparing that next thing. Because... The thing in Sweden is Sweden has a lot of international artists uh, who are touring the world right now, mm -hmm. right? I mean, even I mean, this is just one thing, but 
a lot of massive hits, like um, I don't know, even from Backstreet Boys. You know, they're from, written by Swedes. Yeah, or people out of Sweden, right? I've, I mean, I've it's, heard it's this actually, as well. Yeah. Actually, it's it's most of them are written by Max Martin, okay, uh, who is uh, I think he's the second, no, the third um, biggest songwriter after uh, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Wow, uh, and he's a Swede, yeah. So I mean, they're very. I mean, here's an example. In almost every town um, in Sweden, I'll, I'm probably wrong with this, but you get the idea. Sure. A lot of it has a production, a, a school that teaches uh, production and songwriting. Hmm. In Estonia, I don't know that anyone teaches songwriting or really like. I know that the authors' union has done a few things about it, but you know, we haven't. We don't even have one place. Mm. So, but they have also on the national level, they have schools working with this. And that's why a lot of um, artists go there to write songs with Swedes. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of international artists coming there. There's a big mixture, a big scene. I mean, there's just simply more people also there. So you can do your thing. And is it just, I mean, there can be a bunch of cities where that could possibly be in. Is just Stockholm just a good, do you like it? Is it just a place for you? I mean, Actually, my first idea was London, mm. so I spent kind okay, of yeah. more or less like two years there, and um, yeah, but it just wasn't happening in London because then I was I went to Sweden last year for a week, and I really felt like, you know, the the air is so much cleaner there, the water is cleaner, mm. and I really felt like I can be much more happier there than. In London. It's very important, isn't so, it? So, and that, that's, I mean, I wasn't supposed to go and move to Sweden, but then I just just changed my plan out of gut feeling. Uh, and yeah, so here I am. I like that. The, the place you had to connect with the place as well. Like, I get this, I fucking hate London. Oh, it's too big to get around. And you know what? It's full of English people too. Oh my God. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, English people, Swedes, I mean, you know, Everyone's nice, and and I mean Estonians also. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Mm. Everyone is nice and asshole at the same time, you know. So <laughs> in, in a way, it kind of doesn't matter. But yeah, just the the whole environment, and you know, I'm just I really love like being close to the forest. I have the river like 400 meters away from me on both sides of my mm. building, you know. And the the city center is close, and I just you know love that there is this kind of mental space there. Right. That mental space, yeah, okay, but you and you don't feel the mental space in Estonia or in London. You didn't quite feel like you had that room because I'm asking you because I love you talked about before like you can get away and to be away from the things, and that's what I do. I go. I've been to twice to Japan now, oh. and uh, I, I was going over Christmas New Year because it turns out uh, the Japanese don't give a fuck about Christmas. Like they don't do Christmas like we do. That's cool. And so you can still, you can go there over Christmas and it's great. And when I'm there, I'm away from everything and I've just, I could switch off and something about Asian cultures, they feel really different and I like that feeling. Um, so I kind of get that, that you want to be away and, and outside of that thing. But the, right, so it's the infrastructure, there's so much stuff going on. There's so much education 
which means, and while it means there's a lot of other artists out there, that just means there's a lot more opportunities if you can get in the middle of it, more bars, more places, more things, more uh, venues. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like from. in the old town, there's like not far away, there's like five or seven gigs per mm. night. I mean, this is and this is just in a small area, you know, so... So I mean, do you do that? Do you run between? Because we love that as comedians, we fucking love it going between gigs. Do you do that? Run between gigs or something? Oh yeah. Like that? Oh yeah. I mean, there's like a day where you could do four jam sessions oh. in a day, and you know, I haven't seen that in many places. Um. So yeah, I mean that that's that, mm. and yeah, just compared to Estonia, you know, Estonia is great. I'm really. Oh yeah, happy. we're not knocking Estonia. Here. No, 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 I'm, no but I really not. mean it. I'm like, yeah. you know, the more I come here. And, you know, I play some gigs here and, and I'm really happy to see how Estonia is evolving and developing and it's really touching. But at the same time, I do have, you know, for a seed to grow and in a certain way, it needs its soil, right? And at different times, that soil is different for different stages of development, right? And... Um, yeah, it's just... I like it, bro. I don't think anyone's going to look at you and go, where the, where the guy go to Stockholm? What's what couldn't he do it in Estonia? I don't I don't think this is a and, yeah. And, and a another thing. thing that is here is that um, there um, Estonia. If if you're around and if you've lived here, then everywhere you go, people kind of you know know you, and mm. you you one might feel that you don't really have that much space. That you someone is constantly somewhere, you know. And at least where I am right now, I feel I need like just mental space to just be and do whatever's going on, you know, and um, yeah, just be who I am in that sense. Yeah, that bit I get. I think the other part of the old character or thing that I was doing on stage was that I was hesitant about saying personal things um, because in Estonia, like we don't perform to an anonymous audience anymore. Uh, so every time you go up, People know, yeah, we know that, Lewis. You've told us that one. Like, we've seen all that. Uh, and I, I felt, I think I was up on myself putting a little bit too much pressure about... Um, expecting. Expecting. There you go. Dun, I was dun, expecting dun. and I was worried about... <laughs> because this small community that we're in and that people know things and you start, especially as a comedian, one place you look is confessional things inside of yourself and I was having problems to open up like that in front of these people like that we're at the same stages every month. And so I was like, oh, I felt a bit weird for it. And eventually, yeah, I just got, so, got uh, it out of my head. I don't give a fuck anymore. That's, I got over it and I don't give a shit. Yeah, but that yeah. was but it's a lot a of bit. pressure also to go mm. back to an audience every month, right? To the kind of similar kind of, mm. and to keep evolving through that and, you know, being like, oh, is this good enough? You know, and stuff like that. I mean, I can imagine. It's the evolving easy. is interesting because there's an, uh, I'm going to let you go. I know you need to get away. Um, like, cause yeah, as comedians, we're like, you can't hear a joke a second time, but a song you can hear a few times, but you kind of touched on this, like, well, even as a songwriter and musician, you need to keep evolving. You can't keep giving them exactly the same performance they got every time. Well, I mean, that depends also, right? Mm -hmm. There are some, like, people want to hear the songs, or at least some people that are familiar to them, especially when they're junk. And, you know, there are bands that, you know, have one hit and they just want to hear that one. But of course, there are different kinds of audiences and there are different things are important for these certain audiences, right? So, you know, it's kind of, 
you know, some want to hear the song again because they really love that song, but some want to be like, okay, dude, you're cool. I like you, mm -hmm. but I want to see where you can go with this. And what's your next thing? Are you just, and then, you know, it's kind of like, are you lazy? I mean, I'm giving you my time. Mm -hmm. What are you using this time for? Are you just keeping showing me the same thing? Well, it does get boring at some point, right? So I think so too. All right, we're gonna leave it there uh, on that point because again, I'll, otherwise, I'll be talking for another fifteen minutes on this one. <laughs> uh, Ike, thank you very much, bro, for coming in. Thanks, thank man. you so much too, man. It's been Cheers. good. All right, thank you everyone uh, for listening. I'm gonna put it, it, we're out on Monday. Uh, maybe you're listening to it. Yeah, follow the podcast. Uh, comedy Estonia events coming up. If you're listening in English, you may be interested in our English language shows that we have coming up. Uh, Jamali Maddox, uh, September five and six. We've got Tartu uh, in Athena. And then in Tallinn, we're in Svetabar. Uh, it's, a, it's a really cool place. We're going to fill it with chairs and we're going to have Jamali Maddox with his new show, Vape Lord. Jamali's great. Check out the videos. Uh, and you can see all of our events on Comedy Estonia Facebook if you want to come and see a live show. That's it. We're done. Let's do it. Thanks, mate. Thanks, man.